Hello and welcome to this episode of In The Can Podcast. As always, my name is Devin and I'm here with... Chris, Tom, and James. And we're back with another uh, non-main topic episode. That way we can get what we've seen over the weekend, any news and that kind of stuff out of the way now. Then we'll be back in a couple of days with our main topic. How is everyone today? <laughs> Pretty good, actually. Doing Yourself? awesome. Uh, awesome. I'm alright. My voice is kind of hoarse, so... We'll see how long my voice holds out to it. Nay, nay, I say to you. Quick, get uh, centaurs. Anyway, get the fam, get the farmer, get the farmer. I'm doing great. I have watched more TV uh, than I have watched in like any week of my life over the last week. Yay, Netflix! That and nothing else better to do. Sounds about right. What'd you watch? <clears throat> uh, I watched Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. I'm sorry. Uh, I've watched, uh, so I watched Love, Death, and Robots for the first time. That was the one I was in in the two week gap because I wasn't here last week. Um, and I've watched it two subsequent times. Um, I rewatched The Boys. I rewatched Good Omens. The I watched The Ranch season seven. Yeah. Um, that started out as a comedy and became really, really sad. I cry. I cry. I have cried at least twice every season since season three. Hmm. I've heard nothing but mediocre stuff about the ranch, and it's like um, it's one of those. I really like the show. It's okay. It's not a great show, right? Like it's not fantastic. No. But I've watched. I had watched the first three seasons, and then I moved. I re got access to Netflix. I watched season four, and then I felt pot committed. Right, like. I can't not watch a season because I've watched, I've committed so much time already. Suck money fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. That if it, even if it's, even if it's terrible, uh, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. And it's not terrible. It actually has a decent plot. It's just, there's, it literally started out as an extreme comedy and, and there's, there's death and loss and tragedy and divorce and, very human stuff, and it now is really kind of a drama. I I see a lot of shows make that transition, and some of them don't make it smoothly. This one has made it actually really smoothly. Yeah, it, it has done it pretty smoothly. It's just, it had a little certain sense of charm to it that it still has. It's just hidden. You've really got to look for it. And half of the cast of that 70s show is, has been is or has been in it at some point in time. So, if you're a fan of that 70s show, all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you can see these actors... It's that 80s show. <laughs> Gross. Let's never speak of I that show. I remember that show. Let's never speak of that show again. You're wrong, Devin. No one does. I watched the pilot episode. Yep. Isn't that the only one that actually made it to TV? <laughs> Wouldn't be a surprise. Let's put it that it's way. the one show I think is less successful than Homeboys in Outer Space. Nope. Not gonna ask. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna move on. It was a UPN show. I'm just telling you yeah. that. Ooh. Yes, it was. We'll do a deep dive into obscure shows that we liked. All right, then. I mentioned Spaced. Anything, anyway. anything else, Chris? Or was that about it? That's about all I've watched. Oh, I've also watched about 23 hours of stand-up comedy. A lot of Jim Gaffigan, a lot of John Mulaney. Same. A lot of Bill Burr. I don't even like Bill Burr, but I've watched a lot of Bill Burr. Bill Burr Baggins? <laughs> Um, no, I, yeah, so. I'm just picturing a stand-up hobbit that, that, like, has to reach to get the microphone down. Hi, I'm Bill Burr Baggins. 
I mean, if you really want to see it, you can just watch like Brad Williams do stand up, or. <laughs> and now I'm thinking Peter Dinklage stand up, and I'd be like, I'd watch that. Kevin Hart. Yep. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah. I, I I actually did a size ch- a height check to see who was taller, Brad Williams or Kevin Hart, and who weighed more, Brad Williams. Or Kevin. Brad Williams is a he's a little person. He's a comedian. Uh I I wanted to see who weighed more. It turns out Kevin Hart is taller and weighs more, so he's got that on. One other comedian. <laughs> it doesn't help like how how often Kevin Hart is pictured next to The Rock. Yeah, I mean Dwayne Johnson true. is just insanely big. Defensive tackle in in college turned pro wrestler turned Hollywood heartthrob. You got to be you got to be a big guy for that. He's so. jacked. That doesn't help. All right then, uh, Tom. You see anything? Um, I've just been watching a lot of Netflix. I started watching uh, Mindhunters. Or the Mind Hunter, or whatever it's called. Okay, it's, it's called. Is it Mind Hunter? Yeah, yeah it's just Mind Hunter. I keep hearing Mind Hunter, which is either German flick or it's you're looking. It's it's basically doing a giant game of Minesweeper. Yeah, no, no, it's M I N D Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, yeah. What is it about? Because I've heard all three of you now talk about it. Uh, just a quick, just a quick breakdown. Give me a synopsis. Essentially, the building up of the psychiatric or psychological criminal unit. Oh, okay. they're talking to various criminals and trying to get into their psych profile. Yeah, serial yeah. killers, killers and got spree it. killers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Trying to get trying to get psych profiles. Got it. Yeah, it was like the beginning of that whole thing. Yeah, it's definitely worth. That watching. actually sounds yeah. really cool now. It's yeah. really it, good it's But now, now I've heard all three of you talk about it. It was like, what? One, am I hearing it correctly? And two, what is it? Yeah, the. First episode really grabbed me, and I. Ooh, if I it wasn't for the fact that I started watching it so late last night, I probably would have gotten past the second episode. But I really enjoyed. Oh, it. you're like really early. On. Okay. Yeah. All right, then yeah. I might check that out. Yeah, definitely Anything worth else? checking out. Um. Again, I've been watching. Uh, let's see here. Give me one second. Uh. Let's see. I've been watching Lord of the Rings lately. Uh, yeah, I noticed that just popped onto I think Netflix. Yeah, uh, the ranch, uh, good places or the good place rather. I don't know why I say good places. Because it sounds better. <laughs> yeah, it rolls much. off the tongue easier. Pretty much, and it's actually funny. I noticed Lord of the Rings on Netflix, and so I put it on, and my roommate came downstairs and he looked at me. Goes, "Are you watching Lord of the Rings?" I'm like, "It's on." Are you watching Lord of the Rings? And I was sitting at a table sorting uh, cards for a game that I played. And uh, I'm like, no, it's it's on. He goes, are you watching it? And I'm like, no. He goes, because I always claim, you know, I've seen the movies like 60 or 70 times. He goes, so this is how you watch the movie. And after a little while later, he's making a lunch or whatever. And I'm, he literally hears me. The volume has turned really low, and I'm just quoting all of the lines verbatim. <laughs> just there's something wrong with it's categorically wrong with you. Then just to, just to give him the giant middle finger of no, no, I've watched it. Screw off. <laughs> um, I also watched Oh Hello on Broadway for like the seventeenth time. Oh hello! <laughs> uh, it's Nick the- Kroll and John Mulaney. I don't know why, but you said "Oh, hello," and I instantly thought of Tommy Wiseau. So, well, it goes a musical version of Othello, and I'm like, "No, it's oh, hello." No, it's oh, hello. Like, oh, like you're here. Okay. Um, it's two delusional geriatrics reveal curious pasts, 
share our love of tuna, and welcome a surprise guest in this filming of the popular Broadway comedy show. Sounds well, like I love that. me some John Mulaney, so that's great. Sounds like they're cats. Yeah, I heard a bunch about that when I saw Olympic Dreams, because I had talked with Nick them. Kroll, yeah. And it's it's an interesting show. They, there's a couple of times where they talk about Matthew Broderick on there, and you wonder if you're actually going to see Matthew Broderick, because they talk about him being there, and you wonder if he's actually going to show up. I don't want to ruin the surprise, because anybody who's going to see it, it's, it's a surprise. It's either a yes or no, but... Right. They should just change it to waiting for Matthew Broderick instead of waiting for <laughs> And uh, I've also been watching The 100. Um, so Oh, that's right. You're not caught up yet. I am not caught up. Club. Oh, and I also finished The Last Kingdom for the second time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we really should just turn into a TV's TV podcast. It seems like it. Don't worry. Don't worry, Devin. I'll rescue us. It's cool. kind of been, like, a, for movie releases, it's kind of been it's kind a, of... It's a game. slow time. This time is very slow going into horror and then... Holiday. Uh, right, holiday. once you get into the horror movies, then you get into the holiday movies, then you get into the Oscar bait, and then Light this Oscar. guy, finger thoroughly pointed at my face, starts really wanting to watch movies. Yeah, late October is when it starts picking up, I've noticed. But if there's That's nothing else. That's all I got, yeah. All right, then. I will say, let's first off, I'll agree with Chris about the uh, the comedy stuff. I just watched Jim Gaffigan's latest special on on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime, actually. Hilarious, but then I enjoyed Jim Gaffigan. Yep. The other one, <laughs> the other one I watched was called, the, the movie I watched was called Singham. And I'm going to tell you. Bollywood film? Oh my god, someone actually has watched it, yes. I don't think I've watched it. I, I, I'm aware oh, of it. That's the cop dude, right? Yep. The best way, the oh, best way to, damn it, I have watched it. The best way to describe it is Walker, Texas Ranger, yep. and Bollywood. Yep. 100%. And it's kind of amazing. That's not the one with the telekinetic Terminator dude. That's a different one, right? No. Is that a on a streaming service? Is that on like Netflix or Hulu or. Not that I know of. Where I, did you find it? On the internet, and that's all I'm gonna say. I I, I want to watch this. Like hearing that, I I'm not a Hollywood fan, but uh, I, I mean, come on. This. It is, is also this the one with the telekinetic robot. That is a different one. It is no, a different no. one. Okay, because when I hear things like that, I'm like. But after this, check. after this, I do want to play the old like the opening theme because oh my god, it's so awesome! I actually bought it because of just how awesome the song was. It is um, it's basically about an honest cop who takes on uh, a criminal overlord. Oh, and again, Bollywood. But it's a Bollywood movie, so it's goofy. Got it. It's goofy. It's over the top. And, and there's a there's at least two musical numbers. Three. So, yeah. And <laughs> and there's a, there's a romance subplot, which was the weakest bit, because me. Is this the one where he, like, jumps out of a car, and the car just keeps going, and he just kind of casually... He pulls a red. He, yeah, he, he, pulls, yeah. He, pulls, yeah. he pulls a Bruce okay, Willis thing. I have seen this. It's, and it's that, forgettable after a while. Yeah, but, but that's an amazing shot. Come on. Yeah. He run he runs down oh. a jeep. He runs down a jeep. It's amazing. The dude who plays uh, the main character, Singham, is built. And his, we're gonna talk about real movies. And the first shot of him is him coming coming up from, uh, up from the water. So he's he's bare chested, in his pants, and then it starts an opening like, the what you think of when you hear Bollywood. It it starts up with that opening Bollywood number. It's like wow, and 
watching through it, it's like, wow, this is kind of cool every once in a while. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's... I'm seen him in a couple of other things. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's good every once in a while. This is this definitely not going to be a regular uh, genre for me, because Bollywood is... Oh, boy. It's, it's big and loud and... Wow, okay. That's it's colorful, too. Very colorful. Oh, yeah. I thought this was going to be a movie podcast. They're talking about Jim Gaffigan, TV shows, and Bollywood. <laughs> he can't oh, have he weird. can't have another Bollywood joke. He can't. So about Bollywood, <laughs> <laughs> I just I just picked up what you said there. Oh my goodness, it's another Bollywood joke. Is this all it's going to be for the next hour? Oh man. So I, I will actually I will actually put the kibosh on that because it's funny. It's funny for him. It won't be funny for this past year. That's but weird. no, uh, yeah. I again, I really enjoyed it, and the music is actually really what really caught my caught my attention. So I have to admit, the like two Bollywood movies that I've actually watched, like legit Bollywood movies I've watched, were really good. But I agree that if you're not, if it's not something you're used to watching. It is an assault on the senses. Yes. And it, after you're done, you kind of want to go to a sensory deprivation area and just go, I need to, like, decompress for a while because that was wow. So- I finished it, and my first thought was, man, you know, I kind of want to pop in The Thing or Pandorum to get back into it, get back into what I consider the normal. It's like, just because it's like the, that, the more down, gritty, realistic, as it were, sort of thing. Um. The, I have no experience with Bollywood. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, the closest thing I really have to it is Slumdog Millionaire, which isn't a Bollywood movie. I mean, it kind of is, but it isn't, right? It's a Bollywood movie directed by, I believe, Danny Boyle? It is Danny Boyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so like brought, a British dude. <laughs> you brought that right? up, so it's tough. So, like, so that's the right closest movie. thing to, to that that I've seen, and people talk about it all the time, and I'm like, all I know about Bollywood is there's like a gigantic musical number at the end of the movie, no matter how serious it is, it just totally breaks the tension by going and everybody starts dancing. And I, like, I will say it. I will really say interesting that, to me. The song and dance numbers and sing them actually fit pretty well with uh, with when they pop up. Okay. They don't really break the flow. <clears throat> yeah, actually. because. Like two of the two, one one of them is just the opening where you're introduced to sing them, and it's like it's so awesome because it gets you pumped up. The song's awesome, and then the other two are actually during the romantic down periods, and again fit very well with the courting issue. Can you feel the love? You're not wrong. Out. You're you're not wrong, but it's like it, they they come during the courting, one by the woman and one by sing them, and they're both. Again, very appropriate for the time. There's no big... I don't remember there being a big elaborate dance number during the actual action bits. Those were... The only thing that music-wise that came in is that his main theme would come in when he started being awesome. Fair. So, yeah. It, so, at I, least the music very, muted, muted out the, the love sequences, which would be the one thing that you're saying, nah, romance cycles don't really matter. Yeah, pretty so at least you had that to mute out. The... Yeah, tonally though, they all kind of fit well. It's like the everything fit well. It didn't feel anything jarring. I mean, there was a couple things, but it wasn't necessarily because of pacing or anything. It was more just decisions. Physics, physics turned off for a second there. A, a couple of decisions, and yeah, then physics. Physics says, "Okay, physics you guys in Bollywood just don't make sense. Like, they don't exist." Bahubali, like they fire people over and then just land, and they 
they're like all of a sudden standing there. It's like, okay. Yeah. Some of the, some yeah. of the some of the shots were like, okay, that didn't quite sync up, but I don't care because it looks awesome. Yeah. But that that was what I saw, and it the first Bollywood movie I actually watched, and boy, did it blow my mind. Thugs of Hindustan, man. Thugs of Hindustan. I've seen a bunch of Bollywood films over the years, just kind of like, well, okay, I'll watch this. Like when Babu Bali came out. Okay. The second one was in theaters, so I watched the first. I'm like, what? Okay. And I'm like, wow, the continuity on this movie is terrible. And, like, this guy just brought up a giant, obviously foam piece of rock. And, like, <laughs> well, like and when you look at IMDb movie geez. reviews, there's a lot of positive ratings and positive critical yeah. reviews of Bollywood movies. So, Well, that's the thing. They probably do. <clears throat> I think you have to accept it for the genre that it is. And, right? uh, I was just going to say that. Yeah. You go into it with the mindset yeah. that it's going to be overblown and doesn't quite care about <laughs> continuity as long as it's entertaining. Once I... I don't want to phrase it this way, but it's the best one that comes to mind. Once you basically turn off your brain, yeah, it's hey, enjoyable. I just want to pop a big thing of popcorn... Big tub of popcorn, slather it in liquid butter and salt so, you know, maybe I die, and <laughs> sit down and watch what some... Asinine, ridiculous nonsense that is going to entertain me yeah, for that, an hour and a half. Actually, like that's what I want. That's or, or more. It's what you're going to get. This week I found a video through Corridor Digital where they like reviewed the bad Bollywood action sequences, which are like really cool, but just make absolutely no sense. And they pointed out a movie called Robot, which is the Bollywood Terminator film. There's Robot and 2.0. And... <laughs> Uh, I have to look at these. <laughs> so I've got a, I've got something yeah. to go off of this one. You're okay. doing. Uh, they they turn into a giant katamari style hamster ball with all these robot dudes. Hell and all yeah. spin backwards, and then the guns pop out between the legs and just start shooting people. I'm like, whoa! I'm gonna have to find this. What right. happened here? This sounds amazing. Then so. it starts ping ponging around, then it turns into a giant snake, and then it's like. Oh my god! What? It's the whole time is Indian music just, playing because like I don't, that would make they didn't it have any even other music playing. I'm like, what? So going off that, I remember the theater that I work at because um, I can't name the name. Anyways, the theater I work for when 2.0 came out. First of all, huge movie, and oh, I can't that's believe... what that was. I remember that being out. Oh, yeah, and I can't believe the price of tickets. Second of all. I was so curious. I'm like, what is this? And why do we have it in three different Indian languages? Hold on. I'm going to interrupt you here. I'm going to drop a big time out. How much were tickets? Tickets for yeah, a actually... regular, uh, for like a child, were $15. Jeez. Wow. Okay. You're talking, you're, that's matinee included. That was, yeah. That was, period. That is disgusting. For That was for child and senior. For an adult, it was $20 for the matinee. Oh, oh, oh. It was... $25 for the adult during uh, regular prime time. Oh my god. Yeah. Were they free with... No. Oh, darn. They are not part of that program. Darn. Oof. Yeah, so... Ouch. Exactly. Right. Wait a minute, you're not allowed to say it. I'm not allowed to say we it. try not to. So. But are we? You guys can talk about whatever theater programs that you guys would like to talk about. However... I just wanted to see if I could make this a game where I dodge saying it. Thank I you. Now I was just reminded of another thing to add to, mo- add to news later. Anyway, so... so yeah. What'd you see? So, uh, <laughs> sitting there, I was like, what is this movie about? 
not knowing about anything about the first one, not knowing anything about Robot. And I was like, okay, so I've got to find this. So I watched the trailer with my buddy who lived in Japan for a little while and came back here. And he and a couple of friends of ours were super into, like, checking out these movies as they come to theaters. Yeah. Uh, which is where I got Thugs Hidden on Stand from. But this guy, and we're like, what is this movie? We watched the trailer. It's this guy who looks like he is, um, for the life of me, blanking on the bad guy from uh, uh, Zelda. Ganondorf? Yeah, he looks like a Ganondorf. Jeez. But a tech wizard Ganondorf. Oh. No, the bad guy. That's the hero. I forgot, yeah. The hero looks, is like a Terminator. Yeah, he looks like a Terminator, right? So yeah, you, what, so what happened in this trailer? He turns into a giant falcon bird thing. Like in the Godzilla God of Monsters, oh or King God. of Monsters, that phoenix thing, that. But he's sucking in all this technology and everything from around him, so people's cell phones are flying out of their hands <laughs> and stuff. And then he goes to a soccer stadium. It takes over the soccer stadium. And the, yeah, and the hero of the story shows up, and he has this gun thing that's like 360 degrees around him, and then he starts rolling around like a giant soccer ball fighting this thing. And you know what? I think that's a good point to, to get off the Bollywood. Devin, yeah. what you see? Yeah, yeah <laughs> holy crap. The drugs in Bollywood are amazing. Physics <laughs> and reality have no place in Bollywood, and yeah. I might have to check that out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Devin, save us! Save us from my dark reality. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen a Bollywood movie that I'm like, that's a good movie. More entertaining at most. More the more like, I hope I forget I watched this movie. I've seen five movies. They have three titles throughout the, all of them, so this will be interesting. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude! I had I had theme nights of watching theme. Anyway, so the first one is based off of my favorite Stephen King book called Cell. This is John Cusack and Samuel Jackson. Yep. Oh, hey, that sounds real familiar. Yeah. So the idea of Cell is that all of the phones on the planet get a call. And it's a, like, scrambled static tone that if you listen to it, it, like, locks you in place and then reboots your brain. And it's that it fries you and then turns off your, like, the way they kind of explain it, because in the book they're trying to figure out what's going on. They explain it as it is resetting you, and much like a computer resets you and you start being better as you better than you were. So they are reset and put on a network, much like uh, World's End. But they all go insane, like 28 Days Later Zombie Insane. Oh. And then start developing like a hive mind and in the book eventually they start gaining like a telepathy and a telekinesis and it starts going farther <laughs> because but... stephen king can't stay away from that shit yeah but then uh, uh he sticks in his lane yeah the movie just kind of didn't <laughs> so okay. originally the idea of this movie originally it was supposed to be directed by eli roth okay Ooh, interesting. and then he backed out and then some other first-time director came in, and they decided to do it, and it shows. It is boring as shit. <laughs> uh, it is hour and a half, two hours, and I felt like I was watching it for about four. Ouch. And it starts, and it's so hastily jump-cut edited. Like, in they chain, instead of right outside of a, um, an ice cream truck, 
it's now in a airport and everyone's just running around and like the main character's just standing there as other people are dying. We talking yeah. Taken Three bad or are we talking Resident Evil? It's about Taken. Yeah. And Gosh. it's just really Wait. really poorly done. Time out. Yeah. There's a degree between Taken Three and Resident Evil. The later Resident Evils. He he knew I was talking so about. So one yeah. one is better than the others. So it's Taken three up here, and then yeah, yeah. the res the newer Resident Evils down here. Yeah, pretty much. What well, yeah, down is, here? Down yeah, down being bad. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yes, yes, okay. there is. We should show them the scene. Yeah. No, I've seen them. I just want to know where your quality definition lies. Yeah, Resident Evil. The later Resident Evils are definitely the worst. Yeah. Who'd have thought a movie, uh, a sci-fi thriller, starring Hold On to Your Butts and. The, the guy from High Fidelity yeah. would, uh you know, with a first-time director, who would have ever thought that movie would suck? Yeah. Oh, wait. And it's like, I've not been looking forward to watching this movie, but I'm like, well, I'm in this Stephen King kick. Uh, you know, I've been re-watching Thinner and some other movies like that. So I'm like, I'll I'll give Cell a try. It's my favorite Stephen King book. It was just terrible. And, and they trampled on it. It was shoddily, like, poorly shot. It was very poorly lit. The creatures just are zombies instead of this kind of like just normal humans that are just murdering people and they then start lighting up with the book and then just kind of throw that out the window and like it's just all over the place and, when did know. it come out uh originally it was supposed to come out in like 2010 but it ended up coming out like 2015 16 somewhere in there so we were still in the zombie craze at this point. yeah it's the back end of the zombie craze yeah which is probably why they're like let's make them zombies so hang on they 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 made that it didn't it was because that was around the time that 1408 got made which was also 1408 was like 2007 so. it was a little oh older. that's right i apologize for no, some reason this was reason. before the resurgence of stephen king and after <laughs> kind of his lower lower known stuff like Sorry, uh, yeah, I don't know why. Window, like fourteen oh eight somehow got stuck in my head. It's two thousand fourteen. I always forget that secret window is Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, that movie's so bad. I liked that movie. I actually really enjoyed that. So what? What else, Devin? <laughs> What's <clears throat> well? I didn't watch the Cell, but I could have to make this six and only three titles. But I actually got around to watching Taxi Driver. The original Martin Scorsese Taxi Driver? Have not watched it. You didn't want to shoot any U.S. presidents after it happened, right? Well, no. No, I don't want to shoot the president. Anyway. <laughs> it's the the guy who shot Reagan and tried yeah. to kill Reagan was, like, really inspired, I think. So yeah. Anyway. That and the anyway. Yeah. Oh, so it was. Like a, damn it, I should have jumped on that and said, no, but I do want to bang Jodie Foster. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> But yeah. I was thinking the right one. Damn it. But, like, it's one of those movies that I should have seen earlier. I just realized that I hadn't got around to it. So, I finally watched it. I liked it. Uh, De Niro was amazing. Jodie Foster was... I forgot she was in the movie until, like, she showed up. I'm like, oh, right. There was a thing Jeez. the first time I watched uh, Leon, um, yeah. The Professional. I, I was talking about Natalie Portman's character, and I'm like, there, and somebody's like, think Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. I'm like, yeah, that, you kind of have to, because she's definitely not an adult, and uh, definitely doing very adult things. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was kind of the point of the movie, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's a big part of it, yeah. I mean, it's a big part of uh, The Professional as well, and yeah. a few I, I other wanna movies. See, I want to see The Professional. I hear good things about it, so but that's... that's the the two movies are very much in the same vein. 
It's yeah. a man who takes justice into his own hands. It's just a very different way. I also like that I finally got Joey King's character in Family Weekend, the movie I worked on. They, she has a whole thing where she's walking around as a taxi driver. Uh, and I'm like, I never fully got that reference. And then I'm like, now I get it. Cool. But, but yeah, it was well done. It was just kind of one of those that I've, about halfway through, I'm like, it definitely has a little bit of pacing issues. Like, it's it's very well made. It's just it kind of drags about midway through the so and then it pivots away from one storyline and I feel like that's a big part of uh character study a yeah. lot of the big bigger character study films there comes a point where they're like this movie has to be because it's really what taxi driver is it's oh, yeah, kind it's of a character study of Travis Bickle yeah um <clears throat> I think what ends up happening is they go we've got plot we've got plot we've got plot we've got plot we've got this time to fill. Yeah, and it kind of, and then they're like, okay, now here's this pivotal part of the plot, yeah. um, because they have to make it so long, they can't be like, we're only gonna make an eighty minute movie, and they're like, no, no, you're yeah, not, it's two and a half hours, but you can do an eighty minute movie. You're not, but uh, eight people. I mean, you can, but studios will usually push for adding a little extra length here and there. Yeah. Well, they can screw off. Well, it's also, I mean, there's also the understanding that some directors. Off, Martin Scorsese love to add a lot of extra fluff in the middle. Sometimes of it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think it works in Taxi Driver, but yes, there is a lull. You can kind of like get up and make a cup of coffee and drink a cup of coffee during that lull in the movie and not yeah. really pay attention. I think I got yeah. up and made something to eat or something like that. Toast a bagel or something. Yeah, kind of like after he gets the guns, before he kind of decides to actually use them, there's this like moment. There's like this 10 minute long thing of just nothing really happening. Yep. And then it starts ramping back up with like a different plot line almost. Yeah, it's almost like an intermission in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it jumps back over to a different plot line. It kind of jumps back and forth a little bit and then it decides where it's going. So I liked it, but it was one of those that I'll probably won't bit, watch again. Yeah, I'll probably. I watched it on um, Amazon, so I'll probably buy the DVD just as like a. just a habit, but we'll see. All right. Yeah. But going with Taxi Driver, I also watched a Taxi Driver. Yeah. Is this the Bollywood remake? <laughs> no, not at all. This is about this is about a widowed father father slash taxi driver who drives a German reporter from Seoul to Guangzhou to cover the 1980 uprising. He soon finds himself regretting his decision after being caught in the violence around him. Oh no! Who would have guessed? It's a Korean film. Uh, yeah, it's directed by a guy named Hun Jang, who's directed a few other things, but it stars Kang Ho Sung, who is the main character for most, and a bunch of other things, and might be mentioned on our next episode. And we'll also, and it's also most likely not to have a good ending. A happy ending, <laughs> I should say. I'm not going to spoil much about the actual story, but it... Do you own this movie? This one? Yeah. Uh, I have it on Voodoo, so... Oh. But I actually just, this is something I that, like. Yeah. That's a concept I'd like to yeah. like to watch. I like historical, yeah, it, uh, point in place and time films, and that's what this is. So yeah, it was one of those that I wasn't sure what to expect, but I ended up actually really, really enjoying it. Kengo Song plays the taxi driver, and Thomas Thomas Kreshman, Kreshman? Uh He's been in a few other things like uh, King Kong, Blade Two. Oh, okay. A couple of the Resident Evils and Wanted. Is, yeah, I was going to say, the name was, sounds familiar. He was, the, he was Wesley's... He was the fake dad or the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, Thomas Kretschmann plays the reporter, and it's just a really interesting story between the two and kind of everything that happens when they get to Guanju. So I'm not going to spoil much else because once they kind of get together and go there, it's just all, it turns more into an action movie. Interesting. Cool. So yeah, uh, then I watched the original Child's Play, original Chuck. Chucky the Killer Doll movie. How did it hold up, Devin? Not very well. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the original, um, but I wanted to watch that because I also bought the remake, and it's better, but at the same time, worse. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It, it, the fact is the remake, the one that came out this year, relies so heavily on Chucky being Alexa that's a concept that I'm not even going to think about like he has basic bluetooth type things he can control your tv and show you what he's looking at or you can start doing that but it hit a point where it just didn't make any sense why he was doing this it feels like every slasher type flick or I don't want to say horror movies because there's a lot of great psychological horror no I know where you're getting like a movie that we all everybody knows that James really loves because um, I think the thing is much more of a psychological horror than, yeah. than a slasher. Uh, definitely psychological slash body horror. <clears throat> yeah. Same thing with same thing with Pandorum. But no, uh, uh, but, most of mine. But anyway, yeah, you know, but, I get what you're saying. But, and Pandorum's newer, right? But like most of the ones from the the seven sixties, seventies, eighties, they don't hold up. The choreography stuff. Yeah, they just they look dated. Like yeah. I I recently watched The Exorcist, which when I was a kid was. When I was young, freaked the terrifying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now I laugh. It's it's because it's so cheesy. Wow. Uh, and, and for its time, it was super innovative. One of the Jason the movies. The one of the Jason movies has one of my favorite kills because it's so stupid. Guy in a wheelchair gets whacked oh, and too. then and then falls down a flight of like a hundred steps. He goes down one flight of stairs, then turns 90 degrees and falls down the rest of the stairs. It is so funny watching. It's like, how? How did he not fall? I believe that's either two or three. I want to say three. 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 All the great great Freddy Krueger puns. Yeah. 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 Prime time, bitch. And then slams her face into a tree. Said it before. Three is when I started going into the camp. Yeah. Just turning right into that camp. Three or four. They know what they're doing. They've made so many. They've made so many of those movies. And they all still make money. So somebody's doing something. So because they're cheap to make. But I'm not surprised the original Child's Play doesn't hold. Yeah. It's one of those that some of the animatronics on Chucky actually look pretty good. But then some are just terrible. And then the new one, the head was, I don't know, the head was, like, big, and it just, it was, like, obviously partially CGI at times, and I don't know, it was just okay, and none of the characters really stood out. To go back to another cycle, it's why, like, 1408, sure, there was some CG and all that sort of stuff, but it was, one, properly used, and two, it was a lot more of a psych thriller. 20 years from now, we'll be talking about that movie as still being able to accomplish its goal. Because it doesn't rely on jump scares and stuff. Well, it doesn't rely on it. It doesn't rely on gore effects. Yeah, and that's one of the big things uh, with with horror movies is the more you base your your scares on special effects, the well, more we, the more people start to realize, hey man, like the less relatable. Yeah, it's it it it's not as believable when you get to a certain point, and the effects look bad janky yeah. when the blood looks like cough syrup 
and yeah. you know it's fake. And even now the, we can CGI blood, and that looks even like perfect. Even I'll, I'll say as much as I love it, even the thing has a couple points where special effects are like, no, guys, I'm sorry, it yeah. doesn't work. But anyway, so anything else, or was Child's Play the last of your little uh, failures? <laughs> yeah, it was Cell, Taxi Driver, A Taxi Driver, Child's Play, and Child's Play, uh, as well as like rewatching Thinner and what was the other one? Needful Things and Graveyard Shift and a few other Stephen King. So okay, but yeah, I've mostly just been watching kind of creepier movies. It was almost a. It was Monday that it was a year ago that I started my binge of. Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Scream, Final Destination, and all these series that I hadn't watched before. Starting ramping up for the horror coming. Yeah, so now it's been a year since I started that. So I think I'll probably I bought Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Still have yet to watch it. Uh, that and the Purge series will probably be. And it was Friday the Thirteenth, just this Friday. Yeah, I noticed. Two it was days ago. Full moon. Yep. And I had an improv show. I worked that night, so... Let me tell you, there's a lot of crazies out. I, yeah. I took it off from work. I said, screw it. But, yeah. all right, that's then. probably a good idea. Yeah, I, I didn't. I had stuff I had to do around the house. So, yeah. uh, the, so that's what we've watched. Uh, let's move into news really quick. Uh, kind of over this past week. One of the, one of the big things for super heavy users of movie watching... You go to the theaters a lot. Movie Pass is officially closing, which is surprising to me because I jumped off of that like two years ago now because they kept changing their stuff. But Movie Pass officially is uh, bankrupt. So, you ever see that thing that you know is a sinking ship and you know it's a sinking ship way before you go? I wonder if anybody else is still riding on this thing because they're running out of lifeboats. Movie Pass was on my list. Yeah, so it's funny because again, referencing the place that the one place I work, uh, there's a person that came in and they said to me, "Oh yeah, I just signed up for this." And you're like, "Oops." I'm like, "Okay." They're like, "Yeah, I, I paid for a year." I'm like, have fun. I, I, I looked at them and said, "You shouldn't have done that." And they said, "Why?" I'm like, "Oh, because they'll probably be out of business in the next six months." Uh, I'm surprised they're not out of business now. And he looks at me and goes, "Why?" I said. So, they used to be incredible with all these different things that you could do and all this other stuff. $10 every single movie that's not IMAX, 3D, Dolby. Yeah, so all basic uh, regular screenings <laughs> for a film. 10 bucks. It was great. And then they started throwing all these other restrictions in. and You couldn't see the same movie twice. And then all this other stuff. And You could if you said you're going to see Monster Truck instead of Baby Driver for the fourth time. I mean, that's fair. But, like, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is... We got so bad that we had to mark, like, people's tickets when they got a movie pass ticket. Yeah. So we knew that we couldn't just, like, normally, like, refund and do all this other stuff with it because it didn't work the same way. And I'm like, cool. And then it took us 20 minutes with a giant line behind him. Just kept growing because it was on, on a Tuesday. Big, busiest day of the week for us. Weird. Outside of a weekend. Uh... Outside of the weekend. Is that like free popcorn day there or something? Because some places do that. No, because Tuesdays are like $5 tickets. Oh. oh. Anyway. Oh, showtime. All right. Anyways. So, the guy was just like, oh, I don't understand why this isn't working. I'm like, probably because it's a company that's going out of business, sir. Yeah. Yeah. They officially announced, I believe it was yesterday, day before, that they're out of business. And I'm like, oops. Didn't see that coming. 
Oops. Yep. So now I feel really bad for that guy. At the same time, I don't. I'm like, you probably should have done your research. Yeah. But, yeah, that was kind of the only big announcement this week that's remotely... I mean, other than uh, James Gunn announcing the cast for Suicide Squad. And it's like 50 people, including Peter Selba, Taika Waititi, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he's doing the next Suicide Squad. And he announced the cast of it. And it's this huge list of people. Also, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, and, uh, and Joel Kinnaman. But then there's a whole bunch of other people... Including like Pete Davidson's in there, and it's just really like cool grab bag full of people. I'll wait till I see a trailer. Pete Davidson, yeah, nice. I'll wait till I see a trailer before I have even a first. He looks like he belongs in the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's mean. That's mean to poor Pete Davidson. Yeah, who? He's on. He's he's on SNL. Yeah, he's about on SNL. Oh, on SNL and he's depressed. He dated uh, Ariana Grande Grande for a little while. he got yeah. engaged to her, and then nope. Yeah. Anyway. Look, look at a picture of him, and you'll understand what depression looks like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't, know, I don't think he's actually depressed. He just looks depressed. He's a comedian. I love you, Pete Davidson. I love you, Pete Davidson. I think you're hilarious. If you're listening, and you're not listening Pete to this Davidson, podcast, I'm sure. Uh, make fun of us, and then everyone will want to watch because they don't want to agree with you. <laughs> so, uh, the other big thing that happened this week for movies is the Toronto International Film Festival. Whole bunch of premieres and movies and that kind of stuff. But I'm just going to go over the top three that they announced for their, like, audience awards. Number one being Taika Waititi's Jojo Rabbit. Yes! Super looking forward to that. Looking forward to, a little worried about some of the reviews coming out of it, that it's not as good as it could be, but we'll see. Kind of hit or miss with some of these movies. Um, Next up is Marriage Story uh, with Scarlett Johansson. Don't know a whole lot else about that. And number three is Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, which I'm really looking forward to, the director of Host, and about a family that moves into a house and then ends up killing the family that lives there, that kind of thing. Sounds really cool, but weird. Okay. But yeah, those are the three that won the Audience Awards at TIFF this year. So. Scarlett Johansson is in two of those? Yeah. Wow. Jojo Rabbit and um, She's been Marriage busy. Story. Yeah. Good uh, for her. I think well, it's cool. I saw the trailer for Jojo Rabbit, and it looks I got really told, funny. Yeah, I got told really about it. I, t- I got told about it by a coworker, and I was when he when he told me what it was, I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, um, right." I just love in the trailer when the the two kids are carrying the rocket launcher, <laughs> and they drop it, and it blows up a building, and the one kid just goes, oh, "It's so hard." It's so hard being a Nazi. It's like, yeah. Right? It's, it's, Sentences you don't expect to hear when you wake up in the morning. Especially from like a nine-year-old. It's ridiculous. Uh, pure comedic, uh, total satire on the whole Nazi film. And, and that's what I love about it is it's not taking itself too seriously while at the same time it looks like it's exploring the the. The, yeah, the almost brainwashing kind yeah. of... Yeah. Because yeah. they they're they dealing with kids who join, like, a the Nazi, Nazi Boy Scouts. Yeah, they're the Nazi youth. Um, okay. And he starts imagining Adolf Hitler, played by Tekka Waititi. Okay, then. So, and on that note... <laughs> but, but, yeah, that, that looks really fun. And I want to see Parasite just because it looks dark, disturbing, like, creepy drama. So, then I'll look up Marriage Story. 
Uh, might be coming out relatively soon here. They usually come out later in the year. So, but yeah, that's uh, everything for this week. Next week, we have Ad Astra, Downton Abbey, Rambo, insert number, and the movie Villains is finally coming out. I'm going to be seeing that in theaters. I want to see Villains, and I want to see Ad Astra. I'm... I fully intend to see Ad Astra. And I want to see Downton Abbey, because I like the show. <laughs> Never watched the show, so... The show's fantastic. Yeah, it is. I've heard. it's. So this is a film? Yes. Yeah. It takes place, it, what, the Queen is coming, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think or... it takes place post-end of the series. I don't know. I don't know enough about the show to really... I, I haven't finished the last season of it. So. I don't know. My mind had expected it was the thing, like, when we saw... Uh, at the place we can't name, we saw the uh, 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 feature thing where they did a Sherlock like double episode. I just figured it was something oh, like that. Like, this yeah. is their episode. That the did. Abominable Bride. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I figured it was. I, don't, I didn't actually know they were making a full length theatrical. Uh, yeah, they did. They did the episode in the theater thing before, and now they finally made a film. Okay. Okay. I'll see Ad Astra. I'm looking forward to that. Rambo, I can skip. I've skipped all of the rest of them. And you've seen Villains. I'll probably check out Villains again. if it Because I want to see Peanut Butter Falcon and Bridget Runs a Marathon. I just don't want to see both of those, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I have to look into Villains. Cause... I like Bill Skarsgård. He's, he's growing on me. I got I got to check out Villains because of uh, Jeffrey Diamond. Yeah. I also like Mike. Yeah, I, I, knew, uh, I knew Jeffrey Donovan was in it. Um, that sold me right there because there was mention of it, and I, I I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe. Then I like Mike <clears throat> Monroe from It Follows. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, Is villains a horror film? Like, all <laughs> oh, everything kinda. I've seen, yeah, kind of. Okay, I just didn't know. I don't know anything about it. I just know the cast. It's definitely more psychological horror than anything. Oh yeah. So. Maybe I'll maybe I'll ask this girl I'm talking to on Bumble out on a date. We'll go see that movie. She has a tongue piercing. You say don't. Not, she does not have a tongue piercing. Good, because ow. <laughs> Every time I see a tongue piercing, that makes me hurt because of that movie. I'll write that. Yeah. Uh, that's a uh, ooh. Yeah. And then I'm just gonna point out next week we have Abominable Cares and the Death of Dick Long. I just love the name of that. Da 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 da. da. Good night, everybody. So that's still coming out when we have our episodes next week. I want to talk about the Death of Dick Long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's it for this episode. Tune in a couple of days for our main topic, which will be about actors we love, or actors and actresses we love, actors and actresses we hate. So. Yep. Check us out at Facebook at ITC Movie Podcast. Cool. Leave us a message. Yeah. So we'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, until then, take care. Bye. Bye.